0: you're listening to an irreverent podcast visit irreverent fm for more content from our friends hello everybody and welcome my name is janice legata and this is god has not given an ex-evangelical podcast featuring me in my failing faith and conversations with my friends and family This week's episode is a little long, so I'm going to keep this short and just apologize because the audio quality is not quite what it should be because 2020 tried to play me and I played myself by not saving my logic file when I should have and I almost lost the whole episode, but God is real. So here we are and here we go with every siren and motorcycle in Harlem. When I first saw you. (laughs) <laughs> Today's guest is my twin, the artist, the boy half of my soul, and great philosophical thinker, Daniel Tatro. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. And you'll decide to believe on your own. So Daniel and I met in 2017 at another church. But for the time being, shall still remain nameless. After I had left Hillsong, joined this connect group. What was it called? No, it was
1: like Bible study, I think. Bible study. Yeah. Although I remember meeting you at a game night, and I just remember like laughing a lot with you, playing whatever game we were playing.
0: (laughs) What were we playing? I was
1: like, oh, this is cool. And then I think at the end of it, we started talking, and we're like, so what do you do? And it's like, oh, you're a writer. Oh, me, me too. I'm a writer.
0: No, no. Let's just recreate the conversation. <laughs> so, hey, I'm Janice.
1: Hey, I'm Daniel.
0: So, where do you live?
1: In the Hyde. Me too. Oh, you too. Oh, yeah. cool. Like, what do you, where do you work?
0: I work in Midtown, for, like a hedge
1: fund. I literally work in Midtown, hedge fund. <laughs> but
0: that's just like my day job.
1: No, this, this is also my day job. Wait, what do you do outside of that?
0: I got write a lot. So I do like some singer, songwriter stuff.
1: What? This, I, I'm also a singer, songwriter. I just work a day job at a hedge fund.
0: Do you know what a hedge fund is?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me either.
1: And from then, with and the that's, rest is history.
0: Like, I, literally, have that conversation. That's went. exactly how it went. Like, everything he said, I was like, I don't want to say me too, because that's kind of been taken. But
1: I as well. Also, <laughs> also myself.
0: So we were basically the same person.
1: Yeah. Like our apartment number is kind of the same. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. A lot of you weird were things.
0: 44.
1: 4D. Which is basically. No, 4D. And I'm 44. You're 44. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just got weirder and weirder.
0: <laughs> Too weird not to pursue. Yeah. So it was like, uh, <laughs> we're the same person. So I think we're supposed to be friends. Yep. Um, and then we started songwriting. And I then guess that's how it started, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we were doing worship stuff together at church, and then, yeah, I think we were just like, let's hang out and write some stuff on our own.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it turned into like a weekly thing, and then we started a YouTube channel together, Cat Tetris, (laughs) which is no longer a YouTube channel, (laughs) and is now a podcast.
0: Now a podcast. Yeah, we were laughing about it, because we just recently switched that to a podcast. We, like, we literally did the most difficult thing first. Yeah. We were doing like this weekly YouTube video show. Oh my gosh. And now we have regressed to something sensible.
1: <laughs> yeah, a monthly podcast. A monthly
0: podcast.
1: You like half as much equipment. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing? Typical, <laughs> though. This is a typical life. Story.
0: We're doing the most.
1: It's doing the most.
0: If you're not doing the most, are you doing anything at all?
1: Always the question.
0: Yeah, we were doing all that and then we led the worship team at that church for a while. Then there was a fallout and then we both left that church at the same time. So then we started thinking about we started thinking about doing a different kind of podcast. We did. Then we wanted to do and we're still working on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have so many projects. It's crazy. It's great, and it's uh, a little insane. <laughs> so
0: we're still working on this, this fictional...
1: Basically like an mm, audio...
0: The old-timey radio drama. Yes. Right. And before then, I had maybe listened to a podcast one time in like Maybe. So, so I definitely started listening from that point. Just kind of like... How does this even work? What is, like what what people, is, podcast? What is podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Google. Yeah. What are podcasts? <laughs> so Daniel sent me a link to this podcast, almost theoretical. And it's these two guys, two former pastors, mm-hmm. um, just talking about deconstructing. And deconstructing your faith. Like I think about it now, I'm like, that's, that's moved really fast. Because it's like we're out of church for like a week, and I'm like, I don't believe this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it was also very eerie because I think I found this podcast on Google or something I was like Googling stuff and I found an interesting topic on our podcast so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like put him up, listened and shared it with Janice we didn't see each other for a week I guess, <laughs> Cat Tetris yeah. and then we were like neck deep in <laughs> the podcast <laughs> both of us <laughs> Like, we didn't speak all week, and we got back together, it was like, I think you were like, so, did you listen to this episode, or (laughs) whatever, and I was like,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) And our minds were just blown.
0: Yeah, on our own. I didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what I was doing. Went all the way back to the beginning of their podcast, and they started out, like, talking about the book of Genesis.
1: Oh, yeah. If If you're not familiar with Almost Heretical, I don't know if I want to recommend it. (laughs) Like, if you're ready to have your mind blown, listen, or you're looking for another way to look at your faith in the Bible, listen. If you're not ready, maybe not. Maybe don't. Maybe don't.
0: Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) and if you are trying to get into my head and understand how the heck I got here and what, what I may be thinking or where I may be headed, yeah, I'd recommend the first few episodes of almost heretical, it's kind of revolutionary. It just opens you up thinking about Bible stories that you have heard so many times, just in a completely different way.
1: Yeah. I actually feel like our um, Cat Tetris recording sessions were probably, we did it every week at that point. So that was like our debrief time.
0: I mean, (laughs) sitting here thinking about it now and thinking about it in, in that kind of language I'm like, oh, that was our church.
1: Very much so. Yep. Under this, your uh, loft bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, I mean, we had left church at that point. So yeah. like, this was our weekly. A
0: weekly faith?
1: Church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll call it a service.
0: Faith? Yeah.
1: We had music. We had <laughs> discussion. <laughs> there was Bible.
0: Yeah. Now it's church. Now it's church. Still is. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, honestly. So on that note, <laughs> that was our church, is our church. We are currently at our church right now. Indeed. Is this a Christian church? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Daniel. Yes, Shannon. What makes someone a Christian?
1: This is great. I've been listening to your podcast, obviously, <laughs> because I have to. I listen everything to everything you guys And the questions at the beginning are always like, oh, hmm, because I'm asking these questions myself. Yeah. All the time, like, am I still a Christian? So, this is good. I came up with a few things. All right. So, number one, prioritizing the most marginalized groups of people, which in Jesus' day were like, you know, the poor, the needy, or whoever. Mm -hmm. I think in our day, these are black people, of color, oftentimes women, LGBTQIA folks, transgender, transgender folks, poor, sick, abused, disabled, elderly, and children. Uh, number two, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, which to me also means taking time to invest in yourself and care for yourself and to apply that same level of care outwardly to others. And then three, generally using the life of Jesus as a guide for how to live in the world. And no one can do that perfectly, but in terms of like the general things, I think building community, Jesus was really good at being an actual answer to prayer for people in practical ways, healing people, giving people what they needed, questioning religious leaders (laughs) who had power and influence in their communities,
0: allowed and that's like the beauty of this system so
1: that's
0: Watching Hillsong East Coast burn down, I've just been thinking a lot about megachurches and the whole megachurch structure. Yeah. And whether or not it's even biblical, Oy. whatever that means. How we even got to this place? Can it be fixed? Should it be fixed? Should megachurches even exist? I know what my answer is. <laughs> Daniel, what do you think?
1: Oy. I mean, in my opinion, I'm I'm sort of on a similar page. Just thinking through it from this side of things, not being a church, it's hard to imagine that a church can become mega without giving up some morality along the way and you know, not abusing people in the system and structure. I mean pretty much anyone who's famous, I'm sure they had to make sacrifices. Cut some people, make some hard choices that hurt people along the way, and whatever their motivation was, so be it. But it's like, what is the church's motivation in this? Yeah. Is it worth it? And worth it for who
0: and to who? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So that's that's my kind of take on it. And not to say, obviously, there are great people in mega churches, and I've been in and out of some and had some good experience neutral, and negative So no. Now I've covered all my bases. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hashtag not all megachurches. Right, right, right. <laughs> Except, no, all megachurches.
1: I really do think all megachurches. All
0: megachurches.
1: Somewhere in there, like in the structure, like someone's been abused. Yeah. Yeah. So I obviously
0: think mega are the best.
1: <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I think every
0: church should be a megachurch. I mean, it's it's mega, it's right there in the name. It, it's got to be it's, good. It's, it's good, right? Big is always better. It's the best. It's the best. Except that it's the worst. Um, yeah, I'm very much, very much anti.
1: Yeah.
0: Mega church. Um, I think, yeah, you you feel something. Like you just have a sense of something. You're like, uh, I don't know. Like I don't have the the words to back this up. Yeah. Like I just feel like. So ugh about this. Um, so then, even like listening to Almost heretical and a lot of the things that they would talk about, like in the life of Jesus, and realizing how much power dynamics play in things, yeah. and then that kind of like landed for me as like, oh, okay, that's why I don't like this because the power dynamics in mega churches are all askew, and they kind of have to be yeah. to support the structure. Like, there has to be this hierarchy. Right. Like, if you want to corral this many people in this many places. Right. Like, you have to have this really rigid structure in place. You have to have clear ideas of who is, who is in charge, who gets to say what we all believe, what this all looks like. Yeah. And, yeah, anytime power gets involved in something, it's about to be a mess. Yeah. It just goes back. Right. And it might take a year. It might take 10 years. Shout out Hillsong, Illinois <laughs>
1: City. Oh, oh, oh. It
0: might take 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Shout out Hillsong Global. Oh, like, like, it's unsustainable. It's going to go back. Yeah. Because, I don't know, we as people do not deal well with power.
1: We really don't. And then it's it becomes like this corporate thing. Yeah. Where it's like we're protecting people in power at whatever the cost and sweeping things under the rug and yeah. you know.
0: We're protecting this brand. Exactly. And it gets abusive because we're claiming we're claiming God is our ultimate brand. Right. And so, you know, keeping secrets or not dealing with things or not confronting things. Like, we're trying to protect God. Like, we can't make God look bad. So yeah. we've got to keep this all under control. But God is fine. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's your brand. Ugh. It's your your child, probably, because they also tend to become like these little kingdoms, where it's like, his sons are probably going into the family business, and they're probably yeah. going to have their wing or whatever. Like how do we literally get back to... The legacy program, yeah,
1: church, yeah, <clears throat> or like the
0: Old Testament <laughs> temple uh, system,
1: yeah. Oh dang.
0: So sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I don't know how mega churches look at the Bible. Look at who Jesus was speaking against most of the time. Look at how he like came to end this
1: system. Yeah.
0: Like you know, it's not you don't you don't need a priest. You can speak to God yourself. Right. Your body is the temple. The Holy Spirit is within you. Like you, we have all these things within you. You are know, out here speaking to women, speaking to the marginalized, speaking to the poor. You have got this word. Take it. Yeah. But it's like basically he's here. Like I'm, I'm literally handing myself out to all of you. Right. All of you have access. All of you can do this. And then we like progress. We're like, no, there has to be a pastor. Yeah. And he has to tell us what to think about this, and we all have to be under this. And then this pastor, he's so good, he's got to take this somewhere else. Like, you've got to go put this over in this neighborhood. Right. And he's like, no, oh, arrogant. Mm-hmm.
1: That this is like the best way, and if we need to, like, force it on new people, and yeah. yeah, yeah, and not even, you know, I mean, sometimes it's like force a <laughs> new neighborhood. And whatever. You know, sometimes it's maybe it is more organic and like comes out of the community, but either way, I feel like once you get to a certain level of influence, you are now sort of in that Pharisee position. You know, you're kind of like in this position of power now. Yeah. So to strive to build up a church and maybe build up its level of fame and influence to a certain point, it seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that seems like the best goal.
0: Right.
1: It's like, that is, is your goal to be a religious leader with this much influence on people, over this many people? Right. And then, yeah, like you said, that question of, like, the brand above all else. Above all else. It's like the brand becomes the God in a certain sense. It's like, we got to preserve this. Yeah. And if it means being a little less Jesus-like sometimes here and there for the bigger cause <laughs> of the brand. And, and, you know, making God up here fit into that brand or whatever. Yeah. And so be it. So be it. Yeah.
0: Because even thinking about Paul went around planting churches. Yeah. But even you with Paul, like there was no Paul song. Like Paul didn't go plant his church, put his name on it. Yeah. And, you know, then put someone in leadership and then go plant another church with his name on it. Yeah. You know, okay, we got Paul Song, Harlem. I've raised Daniel up. I've taught him all my ways. And now I'm going to take Daniel and he's going to be over Paul Song in Connecticut. Yeah. Daniel's never been to Connecticut. (laughs) Doesn't speak. Connecticut's language. Yeah. Doesn't know anything about Connecticut. But now he's going to live here and tell all you people what your life should look like. What up, Connecticut? (laughs) It's like Paul would go into these places, raise up leaders there, help them start this thing. And then it was their thing. Yeah. And Paul's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'll send you a letter. Like, you need help, you need some advice. Right. Me up, yeah. <laughs> Hit me in the DMs, and I'll tell you what I think. But now I'm gonna go somewhere else, identify some leaders there, help them get started, and it's their thing, yeah. And you know, and I'm gone. Um, so even with Hillsong, like when I first came to New York, they didn't want to be above 34th Street, mm-hmm. like they wanted to be downtown. And then right before, right before COVID, shut everything down. So they were slumming it. They had to come up down. So they were at, you know, the place in the Heights. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right there on
1: 168. Yeah.
0: by Of course. That's Yeah. So they were there. Um, and one of my friends. He was still at Hillsong and I reached out. Like, oh, hey. Like, I know you're going to be so excited about this. We're in the Heights. Like, let me know if you want to come through. And I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited because it's just basically colonization. It's like you, I have you have decided your culture, the thing that you have built, is the right way. And you are going to come into this neighborhood, come into this place that you don't know about. Yeah. And you don't care about. And you're going to tell them like you're basically setting your structure on top of it. Yeah. And be like, This is this is the way. Right. And it's so like thinking about it now, I'm like, it's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Or like there aren't already churches here trying to do that work. Right. So I'm like, if you're really about the gospel, and you're really about trying to spread it or do what's best for the people in this neighborhood, why would you not use your resource to like, to help the things that are already you. here? Yeah.
1: Initiatives yeah. and in churches here. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, why do you have to be here? Like, why do you have to have a presence? Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's very, very colonial, very imperialistic.
1: Yeah. I've been, I was thinking that too. When the word megachurch comes up, that's immediately what I think of, like colonizing. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. And yeah, once you have like, this is what we are together, that's what you're putting on some, some other group of people when you move to a certain place. Yeah. And you might make some admissions here and there, but if you have this big brand, you're not going to get that up and I can't speak to Hillsong because I I don't really know Hillsong that well, but just in general, I feel like it's it's really hard. It's like um, someone was just saying that in a lot of evangelical churches, if you're charismatic, you excel. And so there's like this idea that I feel like if you're expanding, you know, certain personalities kind of move up the ranks and certain others don't. And that's built on whatever your brand is. Yeah. Whatever you branded yourself to be. So I kind of, I don't know. I'm like hippie dippy <laughs> now, anyways. But <laughs> I'm kind of like, once you get past the point of like, this is just church, to yeah. like, this is church that is this kind of church specifically, it's only, there are only certain people who can continue to move up yeah. within that.
0: Yeah, I definitely definitely ran into that. You know, right now I'm feeling like I've been looking at the history of Hill Song, looking at look like why I eventually left. I mean it was the same as with, you know, deconstructing your face. There's never any just one clean reason. Right. Like there's all these things tied together. Um, but part of it was just I don't see myself here. Yeah. Um, and it's not I don't think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. There's a certain type that's going to rise, and I ain't it. Yeah. Not that it's necessarily about me, but it's like you know the people, the people behind me, the generations behind me. Like you need to be able to see yourself in these other places. Yeah, totally. Especially in church, Send sub messaging. Yeah. Again, because you're not you're not saying it's the brand, you're not saying it's the pastor. Like you're saying it's God. God is making these decisions. Right. And God keeps choosing the same type over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that say to everybody else? Right. Like, sorry, God made you, but he just doesn't see it for you guys. Right. Like.
1: And the way the church is set up, it's like, the higher you are in the church, the more your opinion and your way of seeing the Bible is true. So it kind of leaves you... Yeah, if you're not moving up in the church, it's almost like the way you're looking at the Bible is also not moving up. Right. <laughs> like you're kind of just lower level, and the pastor has the final authority, or whoever has moved up. Right. Has the final authority.
0: Yeah, they have to say
1: so. Yeah, exactly.
0: And the bigger the church, the wider the reach of the mega church, could be the farther away, like the base of the power is, the ultimate word is. Yeah. So like in... Hillsong's case is Brian Houston. You don't even go here. It's like you're not you're not American. But almost like the same in politics. You are you're older, so like your worldview is like aging out. Your worldview is white, so it's privilege. It's male, so it's privilege. You see privilege and power as like God's blessing. Yeah. So you see the position that you have as like proof that you should have the position that you have and you should have the right to speak into other people's lives. Mm. And so like you're passing that down and the further it gets from you, like that, that does nothing for me. I mean, I can take some things from it, but then it doesn't work for me because my life does not look like yours. Yeah. And the more I, the more you teach me to equate your life with God's blessing, then all I can do is question myself all the time. Mm -hmm. My life doesn't look like that, so what am I doing wrong? Right. I can never get to this place, so what am I doing wrong? Right. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Then when you start exploring other options and being like, you know, for me, I was like, okay, it bothers me so much. Leaving a side race right now, you just as a woman. Yeah. Women always make up more than 50% of any church. Like, we're the ones in here, we're the ones doing this, but a woman's preaching three, maybe four times a year, mm. like why, why is this not 50-50? Why is it not? Right. And that bothers me. Yeah. But it doesn't bother you and you're not changing it. So one of us has got to be wrong. Yeah. And if you're right, what does that say about God? What does that say about what God thinks about me? So then I start chasing these trails and I'm like, oh no. I don't think that's right. So then you're put in this position of, well, do I I fight this? Do I stay here? Do I try to change it? Can it change? Right. Is it worth changing? Yeah. So I did that with gender and then with race. And now I almost sort of regret fighting so hard as far as, like, race because I feel like they took it, but they've gotten much better at appearing diverse, better at making sure they have a good mix on the promos and in the ads and... You know, whatever. But at the base, I'm like, nothing has really changed. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, like I, I helped make it look better, but kind of made it worse. You guys learned how to trick the system, you know, a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, at the very least, you got some wheels turning that may not have turned <laughs> <laughs> quickly until years from then. So
0: yeah, so I, I'm, I'm torn about it because sometimes I'm, I wish... I wish they hadn't learned that truth.
1: Maybe. I understand. It, it might have been easier or harder to hide what was going on.
0: Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'm even looking at it now, and, you know, they're all, ooh, you're like calling Atlanta. we got these two black pastors. And I'm like, oh, run, y'all, please, don't do this. Don't.
1: Do
0: this. Uh, um, and then my we went to Atlanta. We did last year, mm-hmm. the year before. They're only going there because it's gentrifying. Yeah,
1: the timing of it all. Yeah. Yeah. The colonizers gonna mm-hmm.
0: colonize. Yeah. Oh just get a hold of
1: Why is church like this? <laughs> it's just so tricky with church. It's like when the church has positions about these things, or. Doesn't have positions about these things. Yeah. You're saying something about God. Yeah, that's what it translates to for so many people in the congregation. So it's so sensitive, and ultimately can be so harmful. I think, you know, as powerful as it can be, you know, to take a stance that's empowering for people. The opposite is also true.
0: Yeah, which is why I'm, I'm so fascinated. I'm like, how we get to? how do we get to this church structure? Yeah. Like, and how did we settle on this? This is not, nothing about what we do and what we think of when we think of church right now. None of that looks anything like what Jesus did. Yeah. Like, Jesus was walking around on... Laundering
1: day. these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing... doing
0: up, you know, ragtag characters along the way. rag what they
1: do? And like had some crowds and like ran away from them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a great question. I, it seems it seems like just like a human nature thing. And it, I guess it, it feels like it translates into church as well. As a nation, we try to colonize. and It's always a conquest for the like business owners. We're trying to like take over, spread our business. And I don't know. Everything is like more and more power. And, again, when it comes to church, you know, you're talking about, we're talking about God here. Right. Like, this is a different thing. Obviously, there's a conquest to, like, be more powerful. It's harmful in so many other yeah. aspects of, of the world and life. But in church, I just feel like it can be especially harmful to people. Like, when it does, when you do get harmed in church, like, people, so many people have had great experiences. So, you know, I don't want... Discount those, but it's like when you do get harm in church. It, <laughs> does number, it does a number. It does a number. Yikes! 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 So to that end, yeah, it's it's like, um, well, what are your what are your thoughts on like megachurches now? Like, do you think there's any like fixing it? Like for a megachurch that's partially megachurch right now or fully megachurch, is there a way to like combat yeah. this stuff?
0: Burn it down. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just think, I just think we don't think enough, um, I and we don't. Cause like, if you just follow the logic through, or if we just ask more questions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, people go, well, why, why, why not? What's what's wrong with the mega church? Well, why megachurch What's what's right with it?
1: Yeah,
0: it's so not different from the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's like McDonald's. Yeah, you know, it's the same kind of. Empire, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I have this one thing, it works, and now I want it to be everywhere. And it's like, I don't, like, I just, I don't understand how at the end of the day, if you really sit and think about, like, how do you justify it? Yeah. Because Jesus certainly didn't do this. Right. He didn't tell you to do this. Yeah. You know, even when he said, you know, go into all the worlds and preach, he didn't say how to do that. but like, nothing about what he did would have pointed you to. Being the same, I think churches have taken like exceptional events and made that like the norm. So, you know, they'll look at well, Jesus fed the 5,000 and he did that what two times. Jesus wasn't doing that on a weekly basis, right? (laughs) Especially that, yeah. Y'all going to Jesus conference this week, or (laughs) not, you know, or even the stories of well, he's in this house and it's so packed and crowded. We think about it like it's one of our houses today. I'm like. That house was probably as big as this room. So that crowd, we're thinking like, ooh, hundreds. It could have been 20s, yeah. 30s. Very much so. Like, you can't compare it. Yeah. And again, it's like a one off thing. Most of his time was spent with his friends and, like, the religious leaders getting mad at him. You know, it was nothing, you know, or even after... After Jesus died, Pentecost, and again, these houses are not the houses for our size, So they're all crowded and they're hiding out, 20s, 30s of people, you know, and talking about, you know, they all, they all lived together. They were like this community and they shared everything. Yeah. And then again, we're talking about marginalized people. Yeah. Like these were not rich people. And right. then when they got some rich people, then you get like, um... Ananias and Sapphira, like, you know, we've got, yeah, we're going to sell this land and give this much money to the church. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're always coming for the rich ones, like right. in the Bible. Right, so, like, yeah,
0: consistently.
1: Consistent is like one of the <laughs> very clear, consistent
0: Oh, well, you can't count on things. anything else. Yeah. Like, or, you know, or the people, like the rich people who did come in contact with Jesus and really, truly, like, got on board with this thing. Like, their first reaction was always like, oh, I got to go give this stuff away. I got to go return everything that I stole. I've got to, you know, I've got to just, like, let go of this. Right. And everything was about, it's like evening the playing field. Yeah. And taking care of these people. Right. And so, like, how do you how do you literally get rich off of church? And maybe not even be like rich, rich. But like, I would look at the pastors, like the pastors up still calling in my seat, and be like, you are living at a different level than most of the people in the congregation. Yeah. Like, that doesn't say anything to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing if all, if all boats are rising. Right. But when your your status is getting better and better, and everybody else is Saying the
1: same, yeah, and something's wrong, and it's like a huge gap,
0: huge gap, yeah,
1: yeah. And I always think it's like that you know, hide the needle thing, it's like it's just harder when you have this great power comes, <laughs> Jesus said, <laughs>
0: That's Red letter words right there, you right? know, you know that
1: verse. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it and so it's it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. Like manage all these people's emotions and like not hurt people when you're up at the top and when you're leading people. Yes, it's hard. But mm-hmm. that's the job. And, and also,
0: that's, who asked you to do that? Yeah,
1: also that. Also that. Yeah, at some some point you said yes.
0: You decided. Yeah. I can like I can shoulder this. Mm-hmm. I can bear this. Like literally, who asked you to? Yeah. Because, you know, for me now, I'm like, well, I'll never, I can't imagine ever being part of a church again. Mega, (laughs) mini. Tiny. Backyard
1: church. (laughs) Living room church.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, no, yeah, maybe a living room church. Okay. But in the sense, like, again, this is our church. Yeah. And so if I was ever going to be part of a church again, it would be like this, and we just invited more people into the conversation. Yeah. But nobody's the leader. Right. Like, it might meet at my house, and I might get the conversation started, but, like, none of us has any more right to decide the final interpretation of this verse. Right. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. What do you think about it? Right. And beyond that, how are you doing? What do you need? How can we be helping each other? I think, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Totally. Like these communities. Yeah. And looking out for each other. Like we don't need the word. The word. Oh yeah, it's
1: not the word.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a, a Janice knows. It's a very triggering uh, phrase because sometimes <laughs> people decide what the word means.
0: What the word is, and it's
1: And it and you can't argue it and you can just say that it's the word it's the word right
0: do you agree <laughs> or not right
1: but but it just lays at your masters in the bible like what do you mean it's just the word like no room for over- interpretation here or context or yeah, not on this one yeah not on the exactly certain scriptures certain scriptures that's that's a great point it's like which is also very hard it's hard to not like everyone's looking for someone to answer their questions you and, do
0: like tell me what to do tell me what to
1: do tell me what to think tell me
0: what to yeah um, give me the answer yeah 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 and so like it's 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 so hard because like everything in our culture is, has taught us to look for leaders to look to be led um and that's when you get into the not going to be Yes. You know, the fact that we are a capitalistic society. Yeah. And the people at the top have every interest in keeping the people at the bottom as good workers. Yeah. It's like they're not going to tell you I'm no smarter than you are. And yeah. you have just as much right to succeed as I do. Yeah. My I- they're going to say, No, I'm the boss. I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I matter more and you're going to listen yeah. to me. So we're taught to follow. And then we just carry that into everything.
1: It's, um, what you just brought up right there is, I still think, you know, being out of church, I still think that's one of the most beautiful parts of the church is the community. And I know a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people would say that. I've heard a lot of people say that the community is one of the best parts of the church. And, you know, I think people will give up a lot, sit through a lot excuse uh, a lot to stay in that community because it's sort of like once you're out a lot of times all times you're, you're out you're out it's like on the other side it's very difficult it's like a it's almost like a divorce or something it's like yeah. you can't talk to this group of friends anymore cuz they are or you like you break up with uh, or let's say you have two friends uh, or you have a friend who's dating someone they break up with their significant other Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's like you can't talk to that person anymore
0: right
1: yeah you know like you still talk to your friend but even though that person's a good person i really can't talk to you or anyone you're associated with too much it's very taboo
0: yeah
1: i'll offend somebody on this side it's very hard to navigate those so that's kind of what happens with church people uh once you're out
0: and especially because it has anything to do with God, anything to do with with faith, like it's so it's so personal. Yeah. And so if I don't believe what you believe anymore, then it can almost feel it can almost feel like an insult. Yeah. And especially if you've been taught that what you believe it's the right it's thing, the way, it's yeah, the word. <laughs> this is. The only way. Yeah. It's like what, what, what can we even talk about? Right. Because now I'm worried about you. Right. Because you are going to hell. Yeah. And you're not taking me with you. Yeah, especially from the evangelical world, when so much of it is, you know, supposed to be about making disciples, like making other people believe what you believe. Right. What the heck do you do with somebody who used to, and now they don't anymore? And then just feel compelled to, you know, try to figure it out and get them back, yeah. and then that's exhausting. That's exhausting for me. Right. Cause like I don't, I don't like I can't I can't explain it to you. Right. And I know what you think. Cause I used to think that too. Right. But I'm honestly not worried about it. Like I, I've taken the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I literally left the matrix, and yeah, it's difficult out here. Yeah, but I can't go back. I also don't want to take your faith from you. Well, I think I know what that feels like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's I. I think your podcast is so cool because it's just normalizing just conversation. And you might not always be on the same page with your friends or whatever, but. You guys care about each other, and you're just, you know, just talking, and that's okay. And it, I, I, I feel like it just helps normalize that a little bit, which I really like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine that too. Like, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but, um, but even now, because I'm like, sometimes people will say stuff, and I'm like, I find I'm very triggered. For you, it's the Word. Yeah. For me, it's the Lord. Oh, gosh. Like, I does something to me Like, say God. Yeah. Say Jesus.
1: Anything else.
0: Anything else. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is.
1: I'm just like, ah.
0: I get it. Ah. Did I just not notice the world? Like, do my friends really say this all the time? <laughs>
1: That's so funny.
0: And I'm like, well, this is my podcast. I could just be like, <sighs> we all say the Lord here. And, like, sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, oh, like, will this will this be, like, triggering for other ex and I'm like, you know what, it might be, but maybe this will be good for people who who aren't there yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Who aren't even thinking about it yet. But just just to have the chance to talk to somebody who does believe you think differently. Yeah. But in so many of these conversations so far, I'm like we're actually not that far apart. Yeah. Like, and I think when you just talk things through, yeah, you're a lot closer. Than you think, like we may, we're definitely coming from different places, Um, but you know, I know obviously these are my friends, so they already know I'm not talking to enemies on here. Yeah, and nobody's (laughs) trying to to fight me.
1: Sure, but even so, just finding those commonalities makes the differences less far. Yeah, as well.
0: And I think just gives people who are still in that world an opportunity. I think that world doesn't offer a lot to just. Say things. Yeah. Or just talk things through. Right. Or like think out loud about this. Yeah. It's like what, what do I actually think about marriage? Right. Like we just recorded
1: an episode on that. Oh, cool. The other
0: day, and I was
1: like, looking forward to the thing. Hmm. <laughs> huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, church can. Church is not known for creating safe spaces to just say. Like a crazy thought. Maybe that is that goes against the grain. and um, could be wrong. Without being which could be wrong, but it's it's oftentimes like if someone says it, it's like someone comes in with, Oh well actually you know
0: like slap <laughs> that down. Yeah, it's
1: like actually we don't think that here because of this, you know, this is how we really should be thinking about that. Yeah. Like correcting. Which I've I I am like still working out of it. It's hard to not. Yeah. people. Like I feel like I've been trained to like <laughs> have the answer and like.
0: Well, that's like the evangelical in me. Yeah.
1: Where I'm
0: like, well, actually, <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. I don't have to say everything I think all the time. I don't have to be right. Yeah. Because I might not be. Right. And that's fine. It's fine. Like not everything, not everything is life or death. It's true. And you can let people get there. Right. Or not. Yeah. And just love each other anyway.
1: Right.
0: Unless you are a hardcore Trump supporter.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And then we cannot get
1: there. <laughs> okay.
0: And I will not have you on my podcast. because That will be a fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because you don't want to be on the podcast. You really don't. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, speaking of that thing, that's like, uh, you know, I guess the imperialism, the colonialism of it all, of the megachurch. All the isms. isms, mm, Warm and fuzzy. (laughs) And um, I think it is often in the name of, if you're in the church world, oftentimes you're thinking, if you believe this, no matter what we're doing, we're saving souls eternally. But if you really just think it through, like, at what cost, what values are we instilling in people? What ways are we hurting people through the structures we've set up here, through this colonialism and bringing it into a new neighborhood? What world are we creating? Mm -hmm. You know, and I also kind of wonder, if we feel so strongly too because we've been in both been in like leadership in church at various points and have seen the inner workings of all all of that. Um versus like a regular congregation member I guess.
0: You've seen how the sauce is made?
1: Right, exactly. You can't unsee it.
0: And you may have even made some sauce yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah, like Deacon yeah. I touched on it a little bit in her episode. But like being a Hillsong, like recognizing these bad tendencies yeah. in me, and being like, "Oh, yeah. you getting a little bit bitchy here about
1: my reserved seat." Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Never mind everybody else who had to stand in line outside in the rain. Yeah. I'm inconvenient. Yeah. Right now, and and yeah, just recognizing that and being like, "Oh, this is not this is not good." just not bringing out good things in me. Yeah. And I probably should
1: not be in power. <laughs> well, it's hard, though. I feel like it's, like, set up in a way where that's what you aspire to, kind of. You kind of, like, you're in church. All right, now you've been here for some time. Like, what's next?
0: Yeah. you got to get
1: involved. That's the thing every week. Get involved. Like, join a team. You're on a team. It's like, all right, what's the next thing? And this is partially human nature, but that's kind of how it's set up, too. I was gonna ask you how the um do you feel like there's like how do you feel about that community aspect of the mega church? Cause that that is I know some people might say like I I, I sort of found that to be a good thing. I was in and out of Hillsong a little bit at points. <laughs> Everybody has exactly. Out of point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh it's so big I can kind of find any kind of person in the church. But it's also it's like easy to slip in and out of, yeah. uh, whatever that take that for whatever that is. But what did you what did you feel about like the community aspect of things?
0: I think like it is possible. Some people had great community experiences. Yeah. Some people did not. Yeah. Like I most of my friendships that I have now are from Hillsong. Yeah. But it was from as people who were on my stage managing team or were in my Connect group. Um so these were people that I I was the leader. So so I'm happy in the sense that it seems like the communities I had were pretty healthy. Yeah. But like I think we could have found that in a bowling league. Or well you know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, the, the community song, part. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't and like and kind of the proof of that is now the relationships that have survived that have survived leaving hillsong and you know then the the faith shift like some relationships as soon as you leave hillsong that's it yeah like we have nothing else to talk about like that was it right and then some people when your faith gets a little wonky I, i don't know how to deal with that right we can't communicate on that level so we can't communicate right you know and that's it um so like the only good thing i take from hillsong Is these relationships, but I don't know, like how much credit Hillsong itself would. Right, right. I guess like ultimately, if Hillsong had to choose between me having a healthy community or me serving, they would choose me serving over me being healthy in community Mm -hmm. any day. Gotcha. They would say the opposite.
1: Yeah.
0: But if I were to be like, oh, me and my me and my connect group are going to go apple picking. Oh, but that's conference weekend. Oh, but that's, that's it. Right. So, and, like, yeah. we'll let you have that.
1: Yeah.
0: But you're going to work for it. Yeah. In this way. Right. Yeah. And especially because, like I said, if you if you leave here, we will have no problem taking that from you. Mm. So, it's like it's community, but, like, with conditions. Right. And, you know, nothing... Something can be all bad, but we can make the best of it. Yeah, sure. And We can find we can find good things in anything. Sure. I have enjoyed part of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, not I'm, the disease itself. Yeah, same. but we are actively being traumatized all the time.
1: Yes, and yet Mario Kart Wednesday <laughs>
0: right.
1: remains.
0: Having a great time.
1: <laughs> Every Wednesday, <laughs> we forget about everything.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, I hear you. So, would
1: we say, you know, COVID was great? COVID was great,
0: yeah. Like, I would recommend COVID. Right. (laughs) Go to COVID.
1: Right. (laughs) I guess I always have this, like, um, to your point about, you know, nothing is entirely bad or whatever. I feel like I always have this instinct. Maybe it's like, like, oh, but church is all bad. And I always want to, like, be like, you know, these things were good about church, because I do feel like, I will say for myself, personally, whatever, I got some good experiences in church, met a lot of great people over the years, that's where I learned to sing, that's where I got a chance to sing, but then I think about the people who have been harmed by church, and I'm like, they don't worth it. (laughs) Like, the way people were harmed just, you know, at our last church, who hadn't growing up in church, like, I grew up in church had that uh, I guess it was a form of privilege in church when you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like you know, your parents know of leadership and that kind of thing, like, you get a little you get this positive experience but not everyone does yeah. so, and the ways people are harmed by church, it's like, God is saying to this, this person and that is so much more damaging so
0: Yeah, but I mean, sitting here, and the more I think about it, and the more, I mean, we talked about a little bit, before we started recording, I feel like COVID is going to end a lot of churches. Mm. I'm just, you know, financially, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, But like right now, I'm like, COVID is kind of like church. Yeah. And like you said, like, because I can sit here and be like, oh my God, during COVID, I learned how to use these new programs. Yeah. During COVID, I started a podcast. I did this and I did this and I did all this work. I had these great experiences, right? But would I recommend COVID
1: to somebody else? (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, don't do COVID. COVID. Don't, (laughs) don't, don't go COVID. Don't, don't, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't all bad.
1: Yeah. No, that's real. And then,
0: like, imagine me. Telling us to somebody who died of COVID.
1: Yeah.
0: It wasn't all bad.
1: Yeah.
0: It had a moment.
1: That was a great was a great comparison. I'm sorry. Right.
0: For what happened to you. But
1: Or to your father or to your spouse or kid or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it and my like church is the same church is COVID. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's episode. (laughs) COVID is the new church. (laughs) COVID is the new church. Yikes.
0: Floor is lava. Church is COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So it's ironic and almost like poetic justice that COVID is ending churches. Yikes. And not even, like, it's not, like, so it's not ending this church. Yeah. Like it's like Covid is ending the structure that you guys have built. Yeah. And it just wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Covid is like it like brought it brought all the weaknesses <laughs> of all of our systems. Yep. And oh,
1: church, everything.
0: Yeah. Everything.
1: Church is not ex- excluded. And church is
0: like right right on the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's like our healthcare, right? Like everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
0: this doesn't work. <laughs> That doesn't
1: work. Oh, this was not built well. Yeah. Well, I hope during this time at least people who have been feeling damaged by church are finding other options for church like we're having right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their own version of it.
0: Other podcasts.
1: Yeah. And hopefully, well, I don't know if that's the case, but I think it's, it's important for yeah, just for people to realize that church has been good to you
0: Ooh, if you had COVID,
1: but we're asymptomatic. Yikes. Yikes. You might have passed it on to someone else. Yeah, yeah you might have killed, potentially killed someone else or whatever.
0: And you felt fine.
1: And you felt fine. Yeah. You had a great COVID. I've
0: had a very privileged <laughs> COVID
1: existence. There you go. And that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Church is the same thing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll preach. <laughs>
1: Today's sermon <laughs> for my little off bed. But...
0: Church is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so uh any any final words, final thoughts, anything to say to anyone out there struggling with church?
1: I think that was it. Yeah, just uh, those two things. There's there's an alternative. If you're in church, you're putting up with some kind of abuse for the community or whatever, there are other communities. And just because they're not in church or Christianity or whatever kind of church you're in, it's like, that doesn't mean people are like devoid of all value out there in other communities. You can find good people and good community elsewhere. And you don't have to let go of that faith either. Take that with you. And then yeah, on the other side of the coin, church is COVID. (laughs) Yeah, for people who have had a good church experience through the years or whatever, and are like, what are you guys talking about? Or have that instinct to be like defensive of church, which I still have. No, church is good in these ways. <laughs> but just realize that it's not for everyone. And that's important. And a lot of that has to do with the structure. And that's, I think that's like something that needs to constantly be engaged with. Just like, Fighting against racism is like something that's never going to end for individuals. You have to constantly work on it. I think it's the same thing for the church and the way the structures have to potentially hurt people. You constantly have to fight against it if you're in there. If you're not going to be abusing and hurting people. I would say burn it down. I mean, I'm also with you.
0: (laughs) No, that's good because this final, final section basically, what about you? Like, kind of makes me still believe in God. Oh. I don't know what this journey would have been like without you. You have been my church. And it's been it's been good. Um, and I appreciate your you're much calmer than I am. Like I think you, you level me out a little bit. Cause you don't you don't get as mad as I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you can still be reasonable. Wow.
1: So you're like <laughs> I don't know about that. I think we are a good balance for each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah it's just the way it's the way you care about people and like you said it before like you you do not let go of your friends
1: Yikes. sorry Any, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like it's one of the weirdo. perfect people to
0: like stand stand in this kind of gap because you can hold on to people from both sides so like you can sit and you can listen to Trumpy relatives <laughs> 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 you know? Oh, and, and you will read Trumpy emails and you know, and you can bring some balance and I'm like nope, like I will send a we're not doing this email in a minute
1: this is why we're the perfect balance because that email needs to be sent too <laughs> sometimes it, it something just needs to stop
0: <laughs> so thank you and thank you for being like as wild minded as me and for also secretly listening to the podcast oh and gosh. getting on board.
1: I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> we both realized we were in too deep. Separately <laughs> <laughs> <really> and together.
0: <laughs> well thank you for not leaving me in the deep end on my own.
1: Quinn thank you. You know I love you and same same sentiments here. I could not imagine a better person to go on this journey with, and uh, you're a great listener and, and engage with all my crazy ideas.
0: Same. So. <laughs> this is this is my church. You are you are a sanctuary. Yeah, I guess you want to tell people where to find you or anything to look up, listen to. <sighs>
1: Uh, yeah, I have some... I <laughs> yeah, so bad so at this. You can find my music on Spotify. I have four EPs out. Four songs each. I'm taytro, T-A-Y-T-R-O, on Instagram. At Legend of Tatro, Legend of, like, Legend of Zelda. And... Nerd alert. N- yes. Yeah, like, Avatar Last Fair Venture Meets, uh, singer-songwriter. Sort of. And... And, uh, Cat Tetris, we do, we do that, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. So yeah,
0: so that's that.
1: Cool. Thanks for having me tonight. This is great. This is fun. Thank you, Thank you <laughs> All the thoughts. <laughs> As usual. If anyone's wondering what our hang, this is like just a normal
0: hangout.
1: <laughs> just, just all the thoughts, we just let them all out.
0: <laughs> oh, good time. Good time. So that's that, and that's a wrap on episode four. A lifetime of thanks to my boy self, my sanctuary, Daniel, and thanks to you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll share, subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast as you see fit. And if you enjoyed hearing me and Daniel wildly speculate, feel free to check out our joint podcast, Cat Tetris. Check the show notes for all the links. And be sure to check back in next week for episode 5, the beginning of a lifetime conversation about becoming conscious. Oof. So until then, I hope you're as well as can be. And as this new wave of COVID is rising, I hope you're washing your hands, wearing your mask, and keeping your distance. We've got a long way to go, y'all, but we'll get there. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon. am